Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 17, and we have Ashley Denke with us, who's one of my very best friends from like way back when. I mean, okay. we just decided it's been about 17 years. Sorry. Ashley Denkster. So she has, <laughs> I have many nicknames for her, but that's one of them. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so happy to announce her um, as our guest. And I guess Punch and I realized that we don't ever really introduce ourselves either. So it's Aloe speaking. And this is Punch. Just in case you're a new <laughs> listener. Yeah. I, I mean, like it's, some people that are just finding us, maybe they'll, you know, tune in for this because they need website help or something like that. We just decided like, hey, like we don't ever really introduce ourselves. So we need to start doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> you're the host. You're the stars. People got to know who you are. Yes. Pretty soon no. we'll have a little jingle to be like, did it, did it, did it, punchinello, you know, like, yes. <laughs> yes. like not that jingle, but like something <laughs> you guys were about to spend the next hour or so getting really acquainted with Ashley here. And you all may sort of know her because she created our website which if you haven't gone to yet, you have to go check out immediately because it's amazing. Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you're just yeah. chatting with us about maybe making a physical transition along or like a locational transition yeah. along with <laughs> your job transition you've made this past year. So why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, should I start from like the way back? So born and raised. Yeah, do it, girl. Let's get into it. I want to know. You guys are in Colorado. So yeah, I was born and raised in Vail, Colorado. And when I was, what was it, freshman in high school. So after my freshman year of high school, I moved to upstate New York to Pauling, you know, finished high school there. I moved back and forth after high school because I was an idiot and young. (laughs) Yeah, I I literally lived in your house even when you weren't living there. It was like weird. And (laughs) then- yeah, went back to Colorado, uh, was a teacher for a minute, and then decided to move to Nashville when I was 21. Still don't really know why, but I'm here, you know, 14 years later. So I obviously fell in love with it for certain reasons. And then there's, you know, a lot of reasons why I would love to go back to Colorado, mostly mountains and healthy living. What, but, you know, one of the, one thing that I did do when I was here in Nashville was I went back to school at NTSU. I put myself through school and I got my marketing degree with a concentration in behavior and decision science. After that, I've just been working in the hospitality industry mostly for the last 14 years, doing marketing, branding, building websites, management, serving. I mean, you name it. I was every position in a restaurant except for cooking because I'm terrible. And then, yeah. And then more recently, I helped open up a whiskey distillery um, in downtown Nashville, kind of like right in the middle of the pandemic last year. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun and it's a great company. It was really challenging and interesting. So that was kind of consumed my entire year last year. And then this past January is when I decided to kind of branch out on my own and start a Danky Design Studio and started, you know, building websites full time. So it's been really fun. I love that. I love it. 
I do yeah. too. You, and it's like interesting because I know in Nashville, like she's had some really famous people in her restaurants. Oh, I got yeah. the tea on that. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, it really is. It's kind of like a secret Hollywood almost, you know, like Reese Witherspoon lives here. I've waited on Robin Williams about a year before he passed. And, um, Jeff Taylor White, Swift. Is Taylor Swift. She's a diva. I can't even tell you. Jack, <laughs> nobody's White, ever I, liked and... her. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> I respect <laughs> Taylor Swift in the industry, but I don't yeah, like absolutely. her person. No, and she and I mean, maybe one day she'll listen to this. Wouldn't that be cool? So I don't mean to bash that her. Would be but... cool. <laughs> uh, you know, she's a Nashville girl and she has a presence here for sure. But there, I just remember it was like, I was working at the steakhouse and it was great because it was probably the highest paying job I've ever had. And I was only working like three days a week and going to school. But I just remember she, like I went into work one day and I had to like get a background check that day for some reason. And I had to give up my ID and I was like, oh my gosh. President Obama's coming here. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. I can't believe this is the best day of my life. Like it was like that. And then, but nobody would tell us who was coming in. And there was like curtains getting put up on the windows of, you know, out into the street and all this stuff. It was Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was like, get over yourself. Like, did you really need to like make me sign a confidentiality agreement to come eat at my restaurant like it was a little bit bougie I think but you know to each their that own. is so funny yeah I wonder if she and Ariana Grande are both equal amounts of the same bitch or <laughs> if one of them takes the cake <laughs> oh my god you know like good for them they have you know every right I think maybe no like, no sorry Okay, At least you're Taylor right, you're Swift right, right. like came from a little bit smaller potatoes and wrote her own music and maybe her family had money. I have no idea, but like she actually did probably a lot of work. Whereas Ariana Grande's family, I'm like friend friendly or was at one point with her mm-hmm. brother and they've always had money and they could have bought her way onto anything. She happens to be a really talented vocalist, but like- Right. She didn't struggle to get to that point. Right. Like she hasn't, I'm not sure that she's had to like work hard to have anything she's wanted ever in her life. She's not like Billie Eilish (laughs) recording her songs on her brother's bed. I just watched her documentary. It was really good. No. On Billie Eilish? Yeah. She recorded her whole album from her brother's room and he produced Uh all her music. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Their mom like brings them sandwiches while they work from their bedroom. Yeah, they live in this like dilapidated house in LA, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I I lo- I respect that. Me too. Full I just respect. didn't know. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I just thought that would be interesting for everyone to know about Taylor Swift because I remember oh, learning yeah, that, don't. and I was like, what? <laughs> we kind of went way <laughs> off track there. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, but so I guess so. So we were talking about your job transition. So what yeah. made you make the jump? What was it that you finally said, you know, I'm sick and tired of, you know, doing all this for everyone else, working this nine to five, or for you, it was probably even working yeah. like what eleven to eight, or you know, like <laughs> um, crazy 20, hours, twenty four hours, yeah. So, well, you kind of nailed it the first thing you said. So kind of like the overall reason has been building up for years. And it was that, you know, and, but that's my job when you're in marketing and you're in branding, you, your job is to literally, you know, 
pump up a brand or a company or a person and make, and, you know, hopefully make them successful in whatever they're trying to be successful in. And that's what I was doing. You know, my biggest example was when I was at a restaurant called Josephine here in Nashville. And I was working for a chef. His name is Andy Little and I love him. And he is a fantastic person, a fantastic chef. He was great to work for. I learned so much working for him. I was the restaurant manager as well as doing marketing and social media and all that stuff. I built their websites. And, but, you know, for him, it was like, I spent so much time thinking about him and his restaurant. And that's great. Cause that's my job. And that's what I should be doing. But I, and we had so many like really great successes and all of that too. So my time there, he made it on the James Beard semifinalist two years in a row. We got number one best restaurant in Nashville. The second year I was there, we had some really successful and like fulfilling social media campaigns. And by that, I mean, like a lot of people around town at the time, like other restaurants started copying what we were doing. And to me, I, I find that kind of successful. Oh, um, Yeah. Totally. We had, yeah, we had really low turnover for employees, which is really kind of odd for the restaurant industry because we were able to find ways to, you know, make them feel important. And that was a big deal to Andy. And so, you know, I spent all this time thinking about that and then always kind of hid in the background and never really felt like all of those really great successes I had any part of, even though I did but I never like felt it because they weren't my own. They were for somebody else. If yeah. that makes sense. No, it so, does. It does. Yeah. And again, like that is the job. That's what I signed up for. And the person I was working for had, you know, every right to all of those successes, but I just kind of felt like for a long time, like I wanted to have my own business and be able to, to do my own thing where I could feel the success my, myself, I guess. And work hard for you. Work hard for myself. Yeah. And, and I'm still helping other people become successful in their businesses. So I'm still doing what I love, but I, I really get to, to feel it on my end as well. Like it's a little bit more rewarding, I guess I should say. And then kind of like my turning point was definitely this year or last year, 2020 for a lot of people. I think obviously it was a weird year. I don't think Nashville felt it at all as far as tourism goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People were still coming in by the busloads and by busloads, I mean half naked chicks like screaming on these big buses that drive you around and blast honky tonk music and you're and getting hammered. And I mean, that was still all going on during this whole thing. Oh my um, God. It, it's been really wild, but you know, while that's happening, I'm also trying to open a bar downtown too. And that, and this was for standard proof. So after Josephine, I took a little break and then I, I joined a company called Four Blue Palms and they own several different businesses that I did websites for. But when they were opening up their tasting room or distillery downtown Nashville, they wanted me to come on as the GM. So I joined them in that effort. And that was, of course, before it was maybe like a month before COVID hit. Of course. Uh, yeah. And kind of well hit my, I mean, like the country shut down, but right before that too, y'all, I don't know if you 
know this or not, but we got hit by a serious tornadoes a year ago. Yesterday. Well, I know because of, because of you living there, I immediately texted yeah, I you. I knew because of my <laughs> yeah. friend being there. Right. I felt oh, so bad. Right. One of my best friends moved there and she moved and immediately had the tornadoes and basically her work had to shut down and then COVID happened mm-hmm. and, and they had yeah. to shut down and then she got pregnant. <laughs> and so oh, God. she was like, <laughs> she was like, and now I'm going to work for like a little bit and then I'm going to go on maternity leave. <laughs> She's oh been there gosh. a year and it's been a crazy year. What a year. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. So that, I mean, I didn't get pregnant, but it's like, you know, kind of around the same things were happening where it was like, I joined this company. I'm trying to open up this business. It's kind of on me to make it successful. And I've, I've helped open other businesses before. And, you know, you have these like big grand plans of, we're going to have, you know, three night openings where it's VIPs one night, press is going to come in the next night. And then, you know, social media influencers will come in the next night and we'll treat everybody great. I'll be these really big parties. Well, as soon as, you know, we spend all this money, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars to open up a space and furnish it and, and, you know, or sorry, put furniture in it and decorate it and product and all that stuff you know, and then COVID happens and we don't serve food. So we weren't allowed to open for months. No. So, you know, I had already hired staff. Some of the staff had left their other jobs to follow me. And then all of a sudden now we don't have jobs for them and they weren't able to claim unemployment because they had quit. And this was in with like weeks. So it was like, everything was moving really fast. So that was really hard, but then, you know, we did eventually, we were able to open and, you know, at limited capacity and things like that, but we still weren't able to have like those big opening parties and having the press come in and and do all those things that you normally would for any other business. It was a really big struggle to even get the word out that we existed. I was going to say, so how did you, how did you pivot? Like, what did you guys decide to do instead of these grand openings? So essentially we did them in like a little bit. So I just spent a, a lot of time like connecting with people who felt comfortable coming out, who were either influencers or, you know, food writers or magazine writers, you know, Nashville is a small town. So it's like, if you, if you've worked in the restaurant industry in this kind of capacity before you kind of know people, you know, like writers for the Tennessean and for eater and things like that. And So you kind of try to connect with them and invite them in just maybe them in a small group and you take care of them that way. But the thing is, is like when, you know, and you can do that all day long. And we were, we were giving away so much free stuff and free products and trying to connect with people. Um, But the vibe wasn't there because, you know, you come in and the bar is empty and that, you know, so that even though, you know, what's going on, it still kind of affects your experience too. So it was pretty difficult. Yeah. So we ended up having, you know, to spend quite a bit of money in digital advertising and marketing and trying that route. And yeah, it's still, I, you know, my best friend after I left as GM, my best friend, Abby. Abby, yep. She took over as GM and she's, she's crushing it. And I know they still are having like, you know, they're having, trying to come up with different cool events and, and different, just like fun things that'll draw people to the space, but in like a safe way. So I know there's, they're still working on it, but 
I say all that and it, it was interesting because it was like we were really slow but we're watching all these like honky tonk bars that are downtown Nashville just a few blocks from us just packed full with nobody wearing masks and nobody caring about social distancing and they were but they could open be open later. because they had food but they could be open because they had food and by food I mean like they would charge you ten dollars for a bag of chips but give you a free drink and so that was a way for them so essentially let me back up a little bit for a restaurant to operate and and you serve food the law here in Tennessee is you have to serve like 60 percent of your profits has to come from food and 40 percent alcohol because if you sell more alcohol than food then that's different licensing so in order for these in order for these bars to say that they were selling 60% food, which they normally never would, they were selling, you know, a hot dog or a bag of chips for the, that $10 and then giving you a free drink. So then that way people were ringing it in as food and it looked like their revenue was coming so in. They, they really just got creative. They just went for it. They got really creative. And what happened was now our mayor, who I'm not playing like a political game here, but he was Democrat got really pissed off and just shut all the bars down again. So we went through like, we like went through, you know, a phase three for a couple of weeks where I was able to bring my employees back in. And then we got kicked back down to phase two because of these kinds of establishments. And it was like a big blow because these, you know, it's like Chris Rock honky tonk. Like he has so much money in the world. The people who own those bars have so much money in the world. And all they were really doing was hurting like the small guys like us. So it's a shame. So you just got sick of it and you were like, I'm fucking done and I'm out. So peace. Yeah, and kind of. Yeah, a little bit. You started uh, Dinky Design. And I have to tell you guys, Punch and I kind of talked about it in the last episode. At the end, we were like talking about who was coming on next week. And Ashley did our website for us, which I know. is I, awesome. I'm, it is awesome. And I'm, it's Dinky. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can't change my last name. I can't. (laughs) No, I love it. And like, kudos to you for working with Paige and I because neither one of us are easy to work with. So, (laughs) I'm Allo. You're pretty easy to work with. I'm a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just call a spade a spade. I know I'm difficult. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) You guys were not difficult whatsoever. You guys were literally exactly like what all of my clients it ends up being like is like you guys don't know what it takes to build a website like nobody does who would like you don't know so it's like trying to put out like here's everything that I need and all and a lot of times like these businesses are just starting out so they don't have photos and they don't have a professional logo and they don't have an idea of what their website should look like at all but I kind of love that versus like Cause it gives me a little bit more like creativity. Creative freedom. The, yeah, exactly. Versus like the client and don't get me wrong. I appreciate this on, a, on another level, but like versus the people who are very much, this is exactly how I want it to look. This is how I want it to function. Here's what every page should look like. You know, that can be stressful in its own manner too, because then it's like, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a little bit, you know, it's Bunch. like, like, okay, well, just, you know, jump on a Squarespace and do it yourself. I don't know, it's whatever, but 
Yeah. I think we went into it with like no expectations. Like we were just like, what, like, this is what we like. And, you know, so your process is really interesting. Actually, Ashley sent us like this questionnaire. Well, she sent us like all her packages and said, you know, so you, you explain it, Ashley, like yeah. You're much better at this. This is you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's interesting to hear because you got like, I'm just starting out. So all of this, I think has already, since I sent you guys that package, it's I think like, or that packet, I called it the discovery packet. It's already yes. changed a, a lot because, you know, I'm learning as I go and, but it was kind of, so a packet like that to me, it was a good way. So like I pulled a lot of information from what you guys were just talking about your podcast and your goals and you know, kind of your mission with doing this podcast. And it was really great. And I essentially just like copy and pasted it onto your website because what you girls said was perfect. And that's kind of, and, and for me, it gave me a good idea on like, you know, your vibe and color schemes and fonts and what you're into and how you want the website to come off. It was difficult for me. And I think I mentioned it on my social media post when we did you our said it in your party. comic girl <laughs> yep like you two are but you guys always say it on your podcast too like you two are very different and I and I could feel that when you were both trying to explain to me like what colors you like you know so <laughs> that's why I was me, like kudos like, to you because you were working with like two very unique individuals yeah and that's gonna happen all the time and everyone doesn't have the same taste that I do. I'm weird. Like I like weird art and I like weird music and like, that's what I'm into. And a lot of people are not. So I have to like, you know, be kind of like unbiased by a lot of it. And it's, it's like a fun challenge for me. I tend to usually take like a minute, a minimalist approach to a lot of designs because at the end of the day, like your website just needs to be really user-friendly Yes. And you kind of want to manipulate the behavior of the site visitor. So you want to make sure that they are behaving the way that you want them to when they visit your site. And that's something that I'm still learning a lot about. And what's really cool with the way that like, you know, what I like to do is after I, I do this, I kind of build like a basic template almost off of WordPress and do some like small coding and that thing, that kind of thing. And then what I do is we'll take that template and I'll upload it to a, a more like user-friendly hosting site. So with you guys, I use Wix. A lot of times I use Wix. There's a lot of reasons why I use Wix over some others. They've got a lot of like design freedoms that are, they're free. So if like you were to do like, for some reason, if you guys had an e-commerce or you wanted to like sell things online, like say merch. Which, which is a just, goal of ours. So yeah, absolutely. Which, Wix does it too. So that's no problem. But a site like Shopify, it's a little bit more complicated. All the like cool features that you want to include are not free. They're all plugins and you have to pay for those. So, and the. Yeah, I do. A, I'm building a website actually right now with my other company. And yeah. we are going to be doing a lot of e-commerce. And I, I love the enthusiasm. Al is like, yeah, we're going to do that soon. I'm like, we can't afford to do that soon. It's not, <laughs> it's not happening soon <laughs> because you know, taking, building the, like making the product and then shipping it into out of the equation, like just paying to do it. It's like, it, you it, really have to know that people are are going to regularly be buying because like the cost just isn't worth it otherwise. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're, so for you guys, like we could like on Wix, you can definitely set it up as an e-commerce. Your hosting fees are going to go up slightly, but there is a lot of services out there too. So like for you guys, if you wanted to just put your logo on like t-shirts and mugs and things like that, you don't have to buy those in bulk. They kind of just print these third party companies will print them for you as people order. So like print to order, however you call that. So there are a lot of cool things that you two can do and we will do in the future when you guys get to that point. But yeah, so that's kind of why I use certain platforms versus others. I would never, if you are not a coder, I would never recommend paying someone to build you a site on WordPress unless you are financially able to pay that coder a lot of money and also be prepared to, like if you wanted to just upload or change a photo or change a phone number or an email address, you're going to have to contact that coder to make that change for you. And to kind of give you an idea, the client that I picked up the last time he wanted to make a change to his hours for his restaurant, it cost him $500. So- Oh Oh my goodness. To me, that's not like, that's not a small business friendly setup. Yeah, we use, we use WordPress, but we have like WordPress and then it's like an editor that starts with an E and we just get to use it by like moving images and things around and we don't really have to do coding. You don't have to do coding. Yeah. I I don't think so, but you have to pay for that. Right, 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 right. Um, And he, my, my, the guy I built the website with, he's like, don't ever do it the other way or it will fuck everything up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm not even going to do it unless you tell me. WordPress does have like more user-friendly like features now. I'm more speaking of like, if you were to go and hire like a big website design company, they're going to use WordPress and they're going to charge you. I think these websites go for like 10 grand a pop, which I'm trying to get there 100%. Like give me a couple of years and I'll be there for sure. (laughs) I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there. But yeah, so my model is to kind of like upload these templates into a more user-friendly, more like design-friendly hosting site where then I can kind of pass it on to you guys and then teach you how to do small changes, which Paige, it kind of sounds like you already have a little bit of an idea on how to do these kinds of things. And then, you know, I can just hand it off and then you don't have to hire me ever again, (laughs) which you know what? That might be a bad business model, but that's a good business model. Yeah. That's how you know you're doing your job well. When people, when you offer a service and you can crush it so much so that you can teach somebody to be able to like fix their things on their own, that they can graduate out of it. Like they're going to more so want to recommend you to other people. Then if they feel like, oh my God, every time I need something, I have to like reach out and be on someone else's timeline. Like, no, this person gave me a dope website and then gave me the tools to be able to like take care of things. And now Mm -hmm. I can do, I could call her to like make a big change or I can get on there and update my hours and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. You're making it more accessible too, because, you know, Punch and I are just starting out like her other businesses aside, like Mm -hmm. this is something that we are passionate about and, you know, hope that one day down the road, it can turn into something like that for us. And we don't have a lot of money to invest. Like we don't have 10 grand for a website. We'll put it that way. No, No. (laughs) 
And, mo- and most small businesses don't like, that's a crazy, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that having a website is very, very crucial, especially these, you know, these days, obviously, but a lot of these small businesses just can't comprehend spending that amount of money on an investment, such as a website, especially when there are so many options for people to do it themselves. Anyone well, you make a on- good point that like it is something that is important. I think mm-hmm. that you should invest if you're serious about your business, if you're listening right now and you have a small business and if you're serious about it, this is something you should invest in because I think it makes a really good impression. You don't want to have this great idea or this great product and then you go to their website and you, you're like, what, what is this? Like, is this, yeah, is this fraud? Right. Yeah. And because having a good looking website that's designed well and it's easy to use, it gives you more trust. And so people are, people can trust you and your website and your brand and your overall look, then they're going to spend money with you. If they go to your website and it's not easy to use, or it loads really slowly, or the pictures are outdated or information's outdated, well, they're not going to trust you and they're not going to spend their money with you or whatever, you know, service that you're offering. The other thing that I was saying before is a lot of people that I come across, and this has happened to me a few times, and it's a lesson that I'm going to have to learn, is a lot of people have reached out to me and asked for advice. Like, hey, I'm thinking of revamping my website. You know, can you send me like your thoughts and prices and things like that? And I do, but I start to give away a little bit too much. And so people think that they can make those changes on their own. And that's great. Like if people can use me as a tool, I'm happy to do that, but it's just not going to turn out the way that I'm describing it because I can, to be blunt, like I can do it better. And I'm also thinking about other aspects outside of just putting a picture here and words here. There's, you know, SEO and there's all the analytics on the back end that I'm also looking at and making sure. So what is SEO? Yeah. Oh yeah. Good question. So SEO is, um, search engine optimization and it's a, it's a term that gets thrown out a lot when it comes to website building, because it's the most important aspect of your website. And essentially what it does is it takes all the, like, you know, all the headlines and all the keywords and phrases and photos, and it makes them searchable on say like Google. So you know, for you guys, this would be a stretch because there's so much competition that's been out there for a really long time, but we'll just use you guys as an example. If someone were to Google, you know, self-awareness podcast, the hope is that you guys come up on that first page, if not the very top. You know, of course, people are going to be paying to be on the very top, which is why you always see Google ads. I never click on Google ads because I know people are paying to be there. Same. I tend to skip them. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. So your hope is that you just kind of make it onto that first page or at least the first five pages, anything beyond the first five pages. I, I don't think you'll ever people have lost you. instance. Yeah. yeah. Unless somebody's directly searching for you. So what I've done, like for you guys, SEO tactics, they take quite a bit of time to build. So over time, what I do is, you know, I've set you guys up with your keywords and I've put all of the coding in the back end and I've made sure that certain headlines and tags and menu pages, you know, say certain things. So it kind of gives 
Google like a hint. So if somebody is hitting, you know, I think self-awareness was one of the keywords that I used for you guys, self-awareness podcast. So if somebody does happen to search for that specifically, hopefully over time, your podcast is going to be top of that search. Another good thing that really helps with it that we set up for you guys is blogging because the more key phrases and terms that you're using, the more hits that Google gets off of your website. They're doing that work for you on the back end. So when I set up your guys' blogging page, I made sure that it's SEO accessible. And I'm going to show you guys when we have the chance to go through that and I show you guys how to post on your blog. And so what that does is it's telling Google, basically like the coding and all the words that you guys use is getting sent to Google and Google's getting hit with that. And so the more keywords and phrases that you use, the more opportunity you have for somebody to, to view your podcast on Google or other search engines. If you're, if you hire a website designer, that should be the first thing you ask is, is your, are your websites that you build? SEO accessible because if they're not then you might as well not have a website like if you can't get connected to Google and you can't get searched by any means on Google then why even have a website yeah Uh, unless people are so interesting so that's things that I'm thinking about when I'm building websites too and I'm adding key terms and phrases and I'm doing it so much where I'm like hiding words behind images just to add more language to your website to to get it more visible. Does that make I sense? I like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, hell yeah, girl, rock star. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. But it's like, that's so, to me, that's really important. Like if I, I can build you guys a pretty website, anybody can build a pretty website. But if you're not thinking about those like analytics on the back end, then, you know, what, what are you even doing? I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. I like okay. that. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then you were saying how you went to school for like behavioral aspects, like with like the psychology behind searching like a website or, you know, making a purchase or deciding to, you know, like, I am going to listen to these two badass bitches, you know, (laughs) who are punching aloe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so it's actually, well, it's behavior and decision, decision science. And that was, so that in in and itself is a psychology kind of area of study. That's not what I went to school for. I went to school for marketing, but I concentrated in that. A lot of industries can turn that into a lot of, you know, you can take courses, psychology courses, and you can turn it into any industry that will benefit you because psychology is very important. For me, I was really fascinated why I went into school for marketing to begin with is I was really fascinated with how marketing companies and brands have figured out so well over time, I mean, you know, years and years, decades, how to shape people's everyday behaviors. And I'm not even talking about purchase behaviors, which obviously that's a huge part of it, but just like how we live our lives every single day is manipulated by social norms and, you know, other, other aspects. And a lot of that has to do with marketing. And to me, that's really scary but also fascinating, you know, like there's a reason why I'm wearing a diamond ring on my finger. That wasn't a thing 75 years ago. That was because of marketing and because the diamond industry decided that, you know, diamonds are forever. And if you get married, you should be wearing a diamond. 
I'm just and thinking so, of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Women of New York, yeah. frost yourselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so like that kind of thing just is so fascinating to me. I'm really fascinated with why people behave the way that they do based off of marketing and branding tactics. And so do you incorporate that into your designs? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still learning so much about that. Cause I think I mentioned a little, a little about that before is like, you want somebody to behave a certain way when they visit your site. And that just really depends on what kind of industry you're in, what kind of site you want to have. If you're selling something, if you want it to just be informational, if you want somebody to be listening to your podcast, if you want somebody to be going to another link to listen to your podcast, that kind of thing, you want to try to give them that like flow And that's something that changes over time too. So like as, so for example, like with Josephine, I just recently relaunched a new website for them because the last one I did was about three years ago and we had enough analytics on the back end where I was monitoring people's behavior and how they were were behaving on the site. Meaning like how much time they spent on the site, what pages they were clicking on, what information they were looking at. That all sounds really creepy, but that's literally what (laughs) companies are doing, by the way. So all day, every day. Great. Uh, Yeah. And I think this uh, conversation is so interesting, especially if you start to look at it from the perspective of like consumer choice and like whether we actually have as much cognitive awareness around decisions we make as we think we do or Mm -hmm. versus how much of that is decided for us by the programming in these marketing techniques. That's exactly what I mean. We think that we actually, like, we want to think that all of us as individuals have choices and that we're making choices, but we're actually kind of not. We're buying into all the social norms that we're surrounding ourselves with. And that really does influence what we purchase, what we choose to do for activities, what we're looking at online, all of that is controlled in some manner. And I know that sounds so bad and so big brother-ish, but it really is the the world that we're living in. I don't think it sounds so bad. I just think it's like, kind of like a, we just have to acknowledge that it takes place as a society. And then like watching documentaries, the social dilemma and acknowledging that like, there might be a line at which like we've gone too far. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched that Not saying that's, not saying that's you by any means. You would love it. You would love (laughs) it. Super interesting. You know, and there's always two sides to every story. And even that I believe is a semi-marketing ploy for the guy who created it campaign (laughs) against big social networking systems, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. still a goal and -hmm. it's a really great marketing scheme, like a really brilliant way of doing it, but it's just all really, it's really interesting. It's like, you know, you watch shows like Mad Men and you're like, when did, when did we become this society that just stops being like, you need toothpaste, (laughs) you know, but instead we're like, people won't love you if you don't have white teeth, you know? (laughs) And like, you know, and speaking of Mad Men, you know, like 
like we watched that show. Everybody watched that series. Well, most people have watched that series and you're watching Don Draper, like market cigarettes. Like Mm -hmm. how do we make these things that are causing cancer, like marketable to, to people? And I, so like that show, because all of that stuff really did happen. Like that is how, so like, think about like when our parents were parenting us and like, wait, what parenting? They weren't parenting. Not my parents. Yeah, no (laughs) one was parenting me. Allison remembers. But yeah, I do. (laughs) You know, but like, you know, like, or when the microwave came about and it was making it easier for housewives to, to cook dinner for the family is pop something in the microwave. Well, how terrible is that food for us? Oh, so bad. Yeah. Or like meat or like beef. That's what's for dinner. Like that is a marketing like yeah. term milk yeah, milk dairy industry oh. <laughs> the entire it's dairy terrible. industry it's terrible it's so bad it really is <laughs> and as we're like talking about this like you know mm-hmm. between like the three of us and yeah and I'm just like sitting here and I'm kind of like what punch was saying I forget the words you said but it's like can we have these people do these same marketing things but for the good like why can't we do something for like the good of the world like can't we come up with something to like actually inspire change and like inspire people to be better humans like Mm -hmm. why is it always like buy this you're you're gonna feel this way if you have this or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. if you drive this Subaru you are in fact an outdoorsy person (laughs) vegetables but make them sexy yeah yes (laughs) climate change is real but right. helping the planet is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like, something. Yes. like, let's start that campaign. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, I just always do the negative stuff because I'm like a doomsday human being and I think people are all evil, but I, I think that there are some campaigns out there in the world that we are trying to, to do good. We've just, like, it's crazy. Think about, like, whole foods. So I studied, uh, I did my, whatever that paper is called when you graduate from college and you do your thesis. Yes. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm not good with my words clearly, but so at the, I did mine on whole foods. Now whole foods, this was before Amazon bought whole foods and just F Amazon. I think they're very convenient, but man, do they suck. So when they purchased (laughs) whole foods, it was like, oh, so heartbreaking to me because I knew exactly what was going to happen. But I did my thesis on whole foods. And what I found was really fascinating is, so there's like this equation in the marketing world that are like that certain like brick and mortars use. I I don't know what the equation's called. It's been so many years, but essentially it's like, so think about like a Walgreens. So people will only travel X amount of miles to get to a Walgreens. Well, that's about one mile. So that's why you see Walgreens on every corner, which is their slogan, right? Whoa, I didn't realize it was only one mile. I mean, it depends, obviously smaller towns, they might not even have a Walgreens, but so it all, it all depends all on this equation that I'm speaking of. I mean, um, I pretty much feel that way about my grocery store too, to be honest. Exactly. Oh I yeah, avoid, Punch did say that. I avoid the grocery store just because mm-hmm. it's such a fucking calamity of a shit show, especially and now. disgusting and like, I-, I Oh my so, God, and the parking is horrible. And like half the time they don't have a lot of the shit that you need. 
Exactly. And like you have to wait in lines, and then and then it's like the doom of carrying your bags upstairs. <laughs> I mean, I see where you're going with this Amazon thing. Like they're the worst, but also like if I can pay, so like who hasn't spent their whole life being like, I wish I could pay somebody to do my laundry for so me. Like I feel the same way exactly. about groceries. Like see, and okay, I just love grocery shopping. Amazon Fresh, love it. but make it make it laundry like that's totally your, that's my million dollar idea right there okay well hopefully amazon's listening so well no but this so the question i'm talking about is so whole foods you'll only find them in affluent neighborhoods right for the most part um, i was just gonna say that like same with trader driving her um shopping experience and i'm like i live in the burbs i love my whole foods exactly so exactly <laughs> so it, there's like a whole, I, I would drive to Whole Foods. That. Don't get it twisted. I would drive to Whole Foods, but it's like an event if it's I'm driving event. to Whole Foods but that's because it's want. not near me, but like, that's right. how I eat. I just happen to live. Well, I'm kind of near a Whole Foods, but who wants to drive into the middle of a metropolitan shopping area exactly. to go and to that's the what grocery I have store? To, yep. That's what I have to deal with in Nashville too. And so that's the point I'm getting at is they know that. And they know that when you do the same with Trader Joe's, when you, you want to shop at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods because of the association it gives you, you know, you're, it, when you associate it, it's associated with affluency, with organic foods, with healthy living, even though none of those things are really true, especially with Trader Joe's, but they purposely make it difficult to get to their stores, to find parking and all those things, because they know that when wait, wait, do, what, what is the lie about Joseph's? Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Joe's, yes. they, <laughs> they do have organic foods and things like that. They're no cheaper than other retail stores. They're also, they don't offer more organic or healthier options than any other retailer store, like a city market. So, oh yeah, no, that's some great marketing right there. Cause you walk in and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm outside. Yeah. And the farmer's market. Yeah. There's a lot of like cool, like it's like two German brothers that own them. They also own all uh, one of the brothers. Aldi's, owns Aldi's. Yeah. But, you know, and Aldi's is a completely different shopping experience. But yeah, I, they, I've never been into one, but they were the only other grocery store where I grow up other yeah. than Wegmans. Right. And they and offer like, organic foods, but they don't give you bags. And they only give you one kind of everything, which is kind of what Trader Joe's does as well. But they specifically place themselves in areas where they know that you're going to drive far away at least and I remember their equation it was like up to 25 miles people are willing to drive on average to get to a Whole Foods which is way more than like a city market which is only about a mile so that means that you are willing to pass several of other grocery store chains just to get to a Whole Foods and then when you do you're going to spend a lot of money because it's it's an event so (laughs) it's an experience it's not going grocery shopping it's a shopping experience. And so that's what they're trying to sell. Um, so yeah, but don't like we want foods, that? Don't you want, but we they want do a great that. job. So like going back to our original thought is like, yeah, the whole foods is trying to do a good, or they used to until Amazon owned it, but they're trying to do a good thing where they're selling healthy organic foods. They were using local farms. They're doing that thing and they're making it an experience. But at the end of the day, they, they also just want to make money off of us. So I don't know. I don't know if there's like, we can use campaigns to do good things. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if they're out there just yet, but yeah. 
it's really, all of it's really fascinating to me. As you can tell, I can go on for days. Yeah, no, this is really fascinating. I mean, it's true. It's like, you don't really think about, I mean, okay. So this kind of plays off of our episode from last week. We just talked about money mindset and like what aligns with your goals. We just had Sam on and, you know, she was talking about just everyday purchases. Like you have to kind of stop and think and like, Punch and I are going to join her coaching like this, this, well, I'm definitely going to join for sure. It's like a money mindset group and it's going to be, you know, looking into like our spending habits. Like she, she brought up a point that made punch cringe and she cringed out loud. I was cringing on mute. So we both (laughs) felt the same anxiety when she brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she's like, pull up your finances from the last three months and really take a dive into what you've been spending your money on. So I love that we're having like you this don't conversation. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we're having this conversation a week later because now we're looking at it and I need to start assessing like, is this aligning with what I want? Like, okay, I'm single. Yes, Punch makes fun of me and I love that she makes fun of me for it. Like I would go to the recycling <laughs> room in high heels and you know, like, can you marry me? I want to have a baby. <laughs> I'm know? dead. I'm dead. It's so true. It's like, it's like you have to make a joke of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, so genuinely time, true. It's so genuinely it true. But at the same time, like I have to start assessing: Are the things that I'm doing in my life aligning with that? Do I need to purchase? Okay, so like also called myself out on buying some yoga clothes. D- did I need to purchase them? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Were they forty five percent off? So I felt justified in purchasing them. Yes. Right. So I feel like you know, looking at the marketing and what people and like Instagram has me pegged. I mean, they know what I buy. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. they're well, marketing to me. Well, and, and I, I need think to now check myself. I think like Aloe, you kind of just hit part of the problem on the head there. Like what we were talking about with like, can we have some really good campaigns? And I think the answer is like, there probably are some really mm-hmm. great campaigns, but are they reaching everybody? Because I feel like at least in our generation, most of, most of my peers don't get ads from like watching cable television anymore. Right. Like, and not right now you're not getting them from billboards and like walking around malls and stuff like that. Cause most Mm -hmm. of us aren't doing, or many of us aren't doing a lot of those activities at the moment, given the shutdown. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is really geared online into our like Hulu's and our Netflix account. Netflix doesn't usually have ads, but like Hulu and, you know, your Amazon and your Disney plus and all of these accounts that we have, Mm -hmm. and then your social media, Mm -hmm. and those are run by robots. And if your life isn't saying, Hey, I want to change the planet. I want to do good things for the world, then you aren't going to see those campaigns. So I think it then becomes a question of like, how do we reach people within the confines of how they absorb information? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a whole other conversation. We don't necessarily have to delve into it. I just wanted to point it out. We could have a whole other podcast just on that, you know? Right. It's so true. It really is so true. What else? Is there anything else? So like, if you guys are interested in like getting like help with your website, Ashley, I think you should also add an option like consultation. Mm-hmm. You should just add I, a consultation. I do. I do have that. And okay, I am, good. I am helping with a couple of businesses right now doing consultation just because I've had my hands in a lot of different aspects 
and small businesses. And they tend to go hand in hand with building a website. So it's like, especially if a, if a little business is starting off and you know, their, their first step in their mind is a website. Well, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. And so, and I know that cause I need that information to build the website. So I'm there to like help them. And a lot of times I don't even really charge for that, but if somebody's looking for services outside of a website and they want, they want help just with like any kind of marketing or even admin, you know, help like building scheduling or inventory programs, things like that, you know, I'm happy to help with that too. So I do do consultation. I just don't promote it as much. Just reach out. I mean, like I said, if it's like a simple thing of just like somebody really just needs an idea and I can just kind of point them in a certain direction or just a quick tip here or there, like I'm not going to charge people for that. Honestly, I have all that. It's, on my services page, which if, if anybody does go to my website and check out like my services page. And you all should. I, you should. But at the same time, it's like, I, I think about like, should I just take that down? Especially the prices because I'm so much willing to work with somebody within people's different budgets. There's way more that I can do that's even just listed on my services page. You know, that was just like, I, I kind of put it up thinking that I need to have a start to let people know, like, here's the services I can't offer, but it can go way beyond that. And also like, you know, I put prices on there because I think you should just to give people a kind of an idea, but I am totally willing to work with any budget, you know, I mean, you get what I you pay w- for, but yeah, <laughs> but like you, a, you know? a pay what you can exactly. Type deal. And, and like, this or, is what I mm-hmm. can give to you for that yeah. amount. Exactly. So, you know, I want to work with small businesses. I do not want to work with larger businesses or large corporations. That's not what I'm about. So that's why I'm all about, you know, being financially feasible for, for people. So. And accessible. um, Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, Good. Well, we always do a card poll since I know you listen to a lot of our episodes. So we're going to do our card poll today. I'm going to use the eternal crystals since last week we used my animal spirit oracles. So these are also Oracle cards and, you know, Danky, I've always been into the woo woo, the the woo, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Ashley's had the pleasure of like literally two weeks in the car with me. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. It was so much fun. It was fun. That was so great. I remember like, that was like a fucking clusterfuck getting here. And well, because we were like 19 and had zero cares in the world. Now I'm like the most paranoid human being. I'm 35 and think, you know, like I overthink everything. Wasn't that way when I was 18. So (laughs) (laughs) no, no. No, So I was like, I won't turn into my mother. I won't turn into my mother. I won't turn into my mother. This is a really pretty like green stone. It almost looks like jade and amethyst, but like a green amethyst had a baby. Like the way that the, like the actual like fissures look, it's really pretty. So it stands for honesty and it's your heart and third eye chakras. So it says, (laughs) I got Mm -hmm. enough. I, I oh. thought you were ending it there. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh no, there's a whole explanation, but this okay. is, I guess it's for your heart and third eye. So it's time for you to be honest with yourself. Take time to identify the changes that you need to make in your life so that you can feel fulfilled and happy. 
Focus on healing yourself today by being completely honest. And what do you need to do to feel completely happy and healthy? Once you have been honest with yourself and you have identified what it is, then you do not, that you do and don't want in your life, you can then make the changes. Oh my goodness. I feel like this is applying to like uh, the money mindset we were just talking about. Yeah. And just like you, exactly what, like what you did, like leaving. Literally. Yeah. Okay. So there's more during this process of change, listen to your heart, stay true to yourself and be wary of accepting other people's agendas or other people's advice at this time. Be sure to surround yourself with people you can trust because some people come from a place of ego or self-service. Ooh, too many people's viewpoints can cloud your judgment and be true to you. You can also ask your angels and spirit guides for help. They will send you the answers. Pay attention to any signs or messages that se- that they send to you. Trust in what you see, sense, hear, and feel. Seraphonite is a beautiful healing crystal, which aids in angelic communication. It is also associated with your heart and third eye chakras. Damn. Wow. If that isn't more prevalent to me at this time, I don't know what is. <laughs> they always are applicable every time. Every time. Every time without, yeah, without fail. It's kind of crazy how it happens, to be honest. I love it. So if anyone listening is, you know, worried about quitting your nine to five, you know, take it from Ashley. Just, just do it, you know? (laughs) Just do it. Literally, I had no like real business plan at all. I was just like, I'm just going to go for it. And within like a couple of weeks, I was booked out until the end of this month. And I think now I'm going to, I'm as of today, I'm booked until the end of April. So oh my God, this is awesome. Isn't that incredible? That and is so I, exciting. Yeah, it is. And really you still cool. found time to fit punch and I in. I love you. <laughs> of course. Well, thanks for being with us, Ashley. And where can people find you? Tell us where yes. they can find you on Insta. Oh, on Insta. Uh, <laughs> what is my handle? Uh, it is Danky Design Studio. So at Danky Design Studio. Okay, so Danky is German. Dehinke. It's spelled D-E-H-N-K-E. And then same with my website. It is dankydesignstudio.com. There is a lot of reasons why I thought about not having my company named with my last name. Cause I understand that it's a difficult one to spell or pronounce, but then I was like, screw it and screw everybody else. I love my last name, Danky design studio and same with Gmail, Danky design at gmail.com. And it just hit me up. I can I'm so excited. I'm things. so excited for you. And thank you so thank much you. again. Honestly, no, it was you. a real treat. Yes, to thank you, you so much. Sorry, You're- I cut out. I lost service there for a second, but <laughs> came in hot. Uh, thanks for letting me ramble about marketing things for an hour. So no, I love it, and I hopefully somebody finds it useful. Like Punch and I always say, like if we can just even like help one person, there might be someone out there who's starting a business, and they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I need help. Like this might have been helpful for them. So Good. I, I hope, hope so. that everyone got something out of it. If not, it's just a really interesting conversation about marketing and what's actually going on and like what these people are doing to these websites that they're making and, and Mm -hmm. why, you know, one thing comes up before another and, Mm -hmm. you know, how to optimize, you know, your, your web space. Yeah. 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 For the good. You'll, you're going to double think the next time you go onto a website and ask, and it asks you to be okay with those, those cookies. Wow. <laughs> Gangster. Thanks for coming. Yes, thanks so, so much. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you girls. That was so fun. And 
yeah, I just, I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me ramble forever. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, Do we have anything else to say? I guess our usual, you know, rate, review, and subscribe, everyone. And And I hope you go check. Yes, and share. And I hope you check out our new website. So for the Mm -hmm. love of punchandallo.com, we have our own domain, which is really kind of cool. Ashley put a lot of hard work into it for us. And we'd love it if you guys would go check it out and give us some feedback, you know? Yeah. Let us know. Hate it, love it, you know? It's like kind of for us, but it's really for you. So we want to know what you think. Yes. Tell us all the things and definitely share it. If you feeling, if you're feeling generous, you know, again, Miss Tryon episode six, I think she was anyway, for the love of the ballerina. I forget what we named her. Oh, for the love of Miss Tryon. But anyway, she is our biggest yeah. supporter and she shares our stuff almost weekly. And we love you for that, Sarah. So I just wanted to yeah, give and you a she special, got on the special website shout out. And she was like, you guys spelled my name wrong. <laughs> And I fixed it. I figured out how to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we need all of the feedback, whether it's spelling errors or aesthetic things, you know, we, we really love it, but we'd love to know what you guys think. Yes. And we appreciate you as always, because without you guys, Punch and I are pretty much just talking to ourselves and our guests. So we'll see you guys guys next week. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.